God's word for our meditation this morning is the gospel lesson appointed for this fourth Sunday in Lent from John chapter 9. As Jesus went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him as long as it is day. We must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seen. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day in which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, how can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, he is a prophet. To this he replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thirty-nine million. That is the number of people who are legally blind in our world. Thirty-nine million. People who see nothing but darkness. Try to imagine a life without being able to see anything. It's a blessing we take for granted, isn't it? You wake up and you open your eyes and you can see. I mean, how often do you thank God for your sight? And we have so many medical advances today that can help us, right? LASIK surgeries and glasses and contacts and all of these things that can help us see even better than we could before. But imagine if you had no sight at all. You can't see the beauty of the world around us. You can't see the faces of people you love, your family and friends. Just imagine the things that you miss out on when you can't see. 39 million people don't have that ability or that gift. But there's a few more than 39 million blind people in our world. In fact, there are 5.5 billion blind people in our world today. Not physically blind, but spiritually blind. 5.5 billion people who do not know the true God, who are in spiritual blindness, 
And to me, dear friends, that's a much bigger problem than physical blindness. Because physical blindness, it might give you some disability and, and you know, some hardships in this life, but spiritual blindness leads to spiritual death. Eternal death. And maybe the fact that we're here and, and our spiritual eyes have been opened is something that we take for granted sometimes too, just like our physical sight. But think about the blessings that you get to know and you get to see because your eyes have been opened, spiritually speaking. And they're also open to see the many blind that are still walking around out there, aren't they? The question for us this morning, for us Christians, for us whose eyes have been spiritually opened by God's grace, do you see Jesus? Now, I know you don't see him physically. He's not here on this earth in a physical sense. You don't get to see him with your physical eyes. But friends, do you see Jesus? Do you see him in in your everyday life? Do you realize that every single blessing that you enjoy every single day is from him? Do you recognize that? Do you see that? This man in our lesson this morning, it says he was blind from birth. That means that he never, ever saw anything around him. It's not like he had been born with sight and then lost it in an accident and so he could still picture what a, what a sunset looked like or what his, what his parents looked like. He had no idea, no clue. Everything had been completely dark for him his entire life. It's all he knew. But then Jesus comes on the scene. And Jesus gives him the ability to see with his eyes. And he does it in an interesting way, doesn't it? He, he makes some mud pies with his saliva, puts it on his eyes and says, go wash, go wash in this pool. And this guy might be thinking, well, mud in my eyes, go wash in some pool. What else do I got? Why not? And he does it, and uh, John simply says, he came home seeing. (laughs) He came home seeing. A miracle! With some mud and some spit and some water from a pool, (sighs) Jesus restores, Jesus gives this man sight. And you can probably assume that this man never took his sight for granted. But every time he opened up his eyes in the morning, It was a thank you, God, for allowing me to see, for giving me this wonderful gift. I'm sure he never took that for granted. But how about you? Every day, God performs miracles for you. Do you know that? You take those for granted. Do you thank God for those blessings every day? The fact that every day your eyes open, and you have another day. Every time you breathe in, it's a gift of God. Your talents, your abilities, your family, your friends, your house, your home, everything you have is from Him. 
Do you see Jesus in the everyday things? Do you see how without him you have none of these things? Or have you been taking those blessings for granted? These things he simply gives you, not, not because you deserve them, not because you earn them in any way, but simply because he loves you and cares for you. There's 5.5 billion people out there who, who get these blessings too. <laughs> but they don't recognize where they come from. They don't thank the one who, who gave them to them. Are, you wouldn't be added to that number, would you? Do you see Jesus in the everyday? Do you see Jesus in every moment, in every bite of food, and every person that Jesus has placed in your life, every talent that you have, they're all a gift from him, graciously given to you. Do you see him in all of those things? You know, he's not just the one that supplies you with everything you need for this life, but he's also the one that gives everything in this life meaning. Because there's 5.5 billion spiritually blind people who have all these blessings from God, just like you and I do. But they don't have the meaning of what it's really all about. What are my talents and abilities for? What are the people in my life for? What is my time on this earth really all about? They don't have that. They're spiritually blind to it. The greater miracle then the opening of this man's physical eyes in here comes later. This man was healed. This man was able to see for the first time in his life because Jesus gave him that ability. But he didn't still really know who Jesus was. This account is really rather long. That's why you saw we had three different sections from John chapter 9. There, there's a lot of things in between there too to this, to this account. And one of the verses that wasn't included in our gospel lesson is, is the Pharisees asked this man, who did this? And he just calls him the man they call Jesus. That's how he refers to him, the man they call Jesus. He, he doesn't really know him. He doesn't know him as a person, and he certainly, at that point, didn't know him as his Lord and Savior. So Jesus wasn't done with this man yet. He had given him his physical sight but then he comes back later. And this is where the greater miracle happens. He comes back to this man and he says, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. The man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. The greater miracle in this account is that Jesus came and opened up this man's spiritual eyes to see him for who he really is, not just a miracle worker, not just a great teacher, not just an example and someone to be like, but to be the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Savior, the promised one, the one who came into this world to redeem the world. And the man says, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. His spiritual eyes are opened. And now he has absolutely everything. 
having physical sight, a wonderful blessing of God, a wonderful gift of God, but, but to be able to see Jesus for who he is, Lord and Savior, that matters forever. And dear friends, your, your spiritual eyes have been opened. That's why you're here. And, and that happened at all different points in your life. Maybe it was just when you were a little baby and some water was splashed on your head and those words were spoken over you, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And at that very moment, that Holy Spirit entered into your heart and your eyes of faith were opened. Maybe it happened later in life for you. Maybe you were walking around in the blindness of unbelief and that darkness for a long time, but then you came into contact with the gospel. Somebody shared it with you, a friend, a family member. You just walked into a church randomly at some point because something was missing. You needed some sort of purpose and you were just looking for anything at all. And at that time, through the message, through the gospel, the Holy Spirit entered into your heart and those eyes of faith were opened to see him for who he is. Your eyes have been opened by the grace of God, by all his work and all by his doing. But friends, the question for us to consider is, are you continuing to see Jesus? Or are your eyes being drawn to other things? Are you in danger of, of maybe even falling back into that darkness? Are you trying to dabble between the light and the dark, right? Well, my, my time in the light is my hour on a Sunday morning, but then the rest of my week? Hmm. You heard the admonition of the Apostle Paul in our lesson from Ephesians, didn't you? You once were darkness. That's not who you are anymore. You are children of the light. Live in that light. How's that going for you? Are your eyes being drawn away towards other things, or as the psalmist says, towards worthless things. Things that cannot satisfy, things that cannot fulfill, things that cannot bring you peace and true joy and hope. Do you see Jesus? Not just in the physical blessings of this life, but in everything in this life. When you think about your relationships, when you consider the talents and the abilities you've been given, when you think about every moment that you've been given on this earth, do you see Jesus in all of that? Do you see what this life is really all about? That those talents and abilities have been given to you in order to glorify him. <laughs> They're from him to serve him and to serve each other. That the people in your life around you, yes, they're there to take care of and, and to love and to provide for, but, but most importantly, to share Jesus with them. To let that light of Christ shine upon them too. To lead them to repentance. To share the gospel with them. To assure them of their sins forgiven. Do you understand What it means to see Jesus in every moment of every day. That your life in this world is not about you. And living for yourself. But it's about living for the one who lived and died for you. 
and then rose for you to give you new life and new purpose. Friends, your eyes have been opened spiritually. You know who he is. So see him in everything you do. See him in your reason for living. See him in the big moments of life and even the little moments of life. Because he is in all and through all and for all. That's who this Jesus is. I mean, with him alone, are you going to find true purpose and meaning in what you do? I mean, when you go to a job that you really don't care for, you can find purpose and meaning in that because you get to use your gifts to serve your God, no matter what it is you do. You find true meaning in your parenting as you get to raise children to know the Lord and to know what he has done for them too. You find true meaning as you just go through the, the simple tasks of everyday life. Because there you find every reason to thank and praise God for everything that he gives you, for body and soul. Friends, do you see Jesus in your life? Working in your life and working through your life and in everything that you do in your life. Do you even see him in your struggles? In your suffering? Jesus addresses that here in our lesson too. Did you, right at the beginning of it, of this lesson, he sees this man blind from birth. His disciples ask him, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? You see, a, a, a common misconception of that day was that if someone had some sort of issue or problem in their life, like blindness or, or they were lame or, or whatever it might be, it's because they did something. They deserve that. Or maybe their parents did something and they, they deserve that. But maybe it, that's not just a common misconception of back then. That, Sometimes we think that way too, right? What did I do to deserve this? What did that person do to deserve that? Jesus says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus addresses, where is he in our suffering? Where is he in the struggles of this life? He's right there. Right in the midst of them. He says this man wasn't born blind because he did something to deserve that. This has happened so that the work of God might be displayed. And why does suffering and struggle happen in your life too? So that the work of God might be displayed. So that the light of the world, Jesus Christ might shine in you and through you and through that suffering and through that struggle to point you first off to the eternal light where those struggles will all be gone and that suffering will all dissipate. But that even now, in the darkness of those struggles and suffering, Jesus is there to comfort you and to console you and to assure you that he is with you and that nothing can take you from him. And that he will heal you. Maybe not physically, but spiritually. And maybe someday it will be physical, certainly in heaven. But there to display the work of God in you. Yes, Jesus is there even in your suffering, even in your struggles. Do you see Jesus in those things? 
Do you see Jesus as someone to share? Your eyes have been opened. You know him. You know the light of Jesus that shines in you. Do you see him as someone to share? This man who had been healed certainly did. Right? So these Pharisees come to him and ask him about what's happened, and, and this is the interaction again. He says, they ask him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and now I see. And he simply says, this man is a prophet. This man, at this point, still didn't know Jesus as his Savior. But he still was willing to share. He still was willing to witness to what had happened to him. And what about you? You know way more than this man did. All this guy knows is that the guy put mud on his eyes, he could see now in the areas of the prophet. That's all he knew at this point, and he was willing to share that. You know way more than that. You know him, and you believe in him as your Lord and Savior, and not just yours, but the Savior of the world, the Savior of every human being. Do you see Jesus as someone willing to share? Someone that you can share with someone who's still walking in the darkness of unbelief. Someone who is spiritually blind. Someone who is dabbling with the darkness. Someone who's trying to have one foot in the light and one foot in the dark. Or maybe a fellow child of the light who has seemingly given themselves over completely to the darkness. Do you see Jesus as someone to share? Jesus is the light of all people. And every day, every day I know that God gives you opportunities to do that. I know he does. There might be people right in your own home, right in your own family, right in your own little circle of friends. And friends, we look around at our community. And we see a lot of blind people. A lot of people in darkness. A lot of people in unbelief. And we've got the light of Jesus to share. That's what we're here for, isn't it? We're here to come in this place and, and again, bask in that light and, and see that light all the more, but then to take that light and to share it. What we're trying to do what God has called us to do. Do you see Jesus as someone to go and share? You know, maybe you think, you know, this would all be a lot easier if I could actually just see him. If Jesus would just come and stand right here in front of us, right, just for a minute, if he'd just be able to come and, and see him and touch him, then, then this would be so much easier, wouldn't it? You know, you put your trust in a lot of humans that you don't see. Humans. Right? Not, not God, not, not Jesus, but, but humans, don't you? You put your life into many hand, the hands of many people you don't know. How many of you have tried to get into the cockpit and introduce yourself to the pilot when you get on the plane and quiz him on his background, right? And all of the, have you ever done that? Oh, no, you, they won't let you, right? But yeah, you'll get in that plane, you'll sit down, right? You trust that, per, that, that pilot in that cockpit 
What about the, the kid changing your oil and rotating your tires in the back? Right? You ever think about that? I, I'm not trying to freak you out, but right, did, did he put those bolts on back properly on my tires right, so that they don't fly off? That might be an 18-year-old kid back there doing that. You trust him. Right? Once in a while, you'll be able to meet the surgeon who's going to open you up and do that, that operation, but, but you don't meet everybody in that operating room whose your life is in their hands in there. Those are just a couple of examples of how you put your faith, your trust in, in human beings. So how about the God of the entire universe? Jesus. We don't need to see him to trust in him, to believe that what he says is true and what he has done. The truth is you do get to see Jesus. Not with your physical eyes, but with your spiritual eyes. Here you come, in word and in the sacrament, in his body and blood, you get to see Jesus. You get to see what he has done for you. You get to see his perfect life lived for you. You get to see that death on that cross for you. You get to see the empty tomb as he's risen from the dead for you. Your eyes of faith are opened and he invites you. Are you doubting? Are you wondering? Are you questioning? Come and look. Come and see. Come and see what I have done for you. Come and see the love that I have for you. Come and see. Jesus invites you. Come and see him. And how much he loves you. You know, maybe you think, well, I still want to see him. <laughs> to be honest, I do too. And someday you will. Someday you are going to get to see Jesus with your own eyes. Someday, when you are called from this life or when Jesus comes back, you will get to see him. You will get to see what he looks like. You will get to see those nail marks in his hands and his feet. You will get to look him in the eyes. Maybe hug him if you want to. <laughs> you will get to see him. You know, along with Job, we confess that, don't we? We're just a couple weeks from Easter. And on Easter, we're going to, of course, sing uh, most of our favorite Easter hymn, right? I know that my Redeemer lives. And that hymn is based on these words from Job, a man who was going through suffering, a man who was going through struggle, but yet saw God in all of it. This is what he says, and we say along with him, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another, how my heart yearns within me. Dear Christians, I pray that your hearts are yearning within you for that day when you will get to see God with your own eyes. But until then, until then, see Jesus here. See Jesus here. In the struggles of this life, in the suffering in this life, in the every day of your life, see Jesus. Amen.